Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work, and you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine, Be in the Know, and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, and we have a guest, Bob Levy. Bob's an author. He's the chairman of the Cato Institute and a constitutional scholar. We'll be talking about the rulings from the last Supreme Court session. We'll also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. It is August the 10th, and on this day in 1776, news reached London that the Americans had drafted the Declaration of Independence. Now, mind you, we're talking about July 4th, initially signed. August 10th, finally arrived in, in uh, London. Until the Declaration of Independence formally transformed the 13 British colonies into states, both Americans and the British saw the conflict centered in Massachusetts as a local uprising with the British Empire. To King George III, it was a colonial rebellion, and to the Americans, it was a struggle for the rights of, as British citizens. However, when Parliament continued to oppose any reform and remained unwilling to negotiate with American rebels and instead hired Hessians, German mercenaries, to uh, help the British army crush the rebellion, the Continental Congress began to pass measures abolishing British authority in the colonies. In January 1776, Thomas Paine published Common Sense, an influential political pamphlet that convincingly argued for American independence from British monarchy. It sold more than 500,000 copies in just a few months. By the spring of 1776, support for the independence had swept through the colonies. The Continental Congress called for states to form their own governments, and a five-man committee was assigned to draft a document declaring independence from the British king. The Declaration of Independence was largely the work of Virginian Thomas Jefferson. In justifying American independence, Jefferson drew generously from the political philosophy of John Locke, an advocate for natural rights, and from the work of British theorists. The Declaration featured the immortal lines, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It all goes on to present a long list of grievances that provided the American rationale for the rebellion. Such an interesting time in our history, and my goodness, what great uh, founders we had, and uh, they put it all on the line for our freedom. I think we're going to have to start doing that <laughs> for ourselves right now, what we see going on in, in, uh, in the federal government. Well, candidates endorsed by federal former President Donald Trump had another immaculate night in statewide and federal races Tuesday, just a day after the Federal Bureau of Investigation raided Mar-a-Lago. His endorsement record now stands at 192 and 11. You think he has influence? I would say he does. Businessman Tim Mitchells, who served as a U.S. Army Ranger for 12 years, beat out his opponent, Rebecca Cleefish, 
For the Republican gubernatorial nomination in Wisconsin, Trump endorsed Mitchell's back in June. Tim Mitchell's the best candidate to deliver meaningful solutions to these problems, and he'll produce jobs like no one else can even imagine, said Trump. Five other candidates backed by the 45th president in Chi State advanced to the general election Tuesday as at the federal level. At least one candidate in the state legislature earned her nomination. Uh, then, uh, State Assemblywoman Jane Brainstein... Uh, GOP nominee for District uh, 221 uh, in Connecticut. Laura Levy won the GOP U.S. Uh, primary, Senate primary over uh, Themis Karadis and uh, Peter Lumjad uh, uh, Levy, the National Republican Committee Ben for uh, Connecticut, received Trump's endorsement. Uh, Thursday, when Trump had slammed her general election opponents, Richard Blumenthal, Lorona Levy is running to represent the great state of Connecticut in the United States Senate, Trump said. The current senator is mocked and laughed at as a fool who said for many years that he was a brave war hero in Vietnam when, in fact, he revealed he'd never been to Vietnam. Trump praised Levy, who is a Cuban-born American. In the Senate, she worked hard to grow the economy, secure the border, fight for energy independence, support our military and our vets, champion election integrity, promote uh, the Second Amendment, and fight violent and vicious crime, which is the highest level in Connecticut history. Levy called the 45th president backing an honor. Her victory puts her endorsement record among U.S. Senate candidates as a perfect 17-0. That's his uh, endorsement record. Additionally, all three Trump-backed candidates clinched nominations in Minnesota, which is pretty cool. And Trump picked a, a, an extra win Monday after Wasserman declared Trump endorsed Joe Kent advanced to the general election for the Washington 3rd District Congressional District over Jamie Herrera Butler, uh, who voted for Trump's impeachment. So now there's just two left, and one of them is uh, Liz Cheney. And now their uh, Democrats are encouraging uh, Wyoming Democrats to vote for Cheney <laughs> try and keep her on the ballot. My goodness, she has no chance. Midterm primaries continue on uh, August the 13th in Hawaii. Uh, former President Donald Trump has orchestrated a makeover of the Republican Party before his return in 2024, bringing the fire for midterm elections turnout that is sorely needed. There's going to be a huge turnout. You can just smell it in the air. Well, the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago could wind up benefiting former President Donald Trump's potential 2024 comeback bid. A political strategist say the Justice Department's action against Trump had solidified Republican support behind the former president, at least for the time being. I've never seen the GOP base this red hot before, and it's clearly causing Republicans to rally to his defense. A GOP strategist said, uh, former White House official under Trump, Ironically, all the Democrat media attacks on Trump for yesterday's raid to the uh, January 6th committee hearings do nothing politically but ensure that Republican voters stay at attached to his hip. Former Secretary of uh, Secret Service agent Dan Bongino called for the FBI raid on former Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, a constitutional abomination to our constitutional republic, and said that the uh, personal personnel involved should be fired. How many uh, freaking times 
Uh, are we going to let the FBI interfere in our election? Bongino rhetorically asked on Tuesday's uh, Hannity show. I mean, this is supposed to be a constitutional problem. I'm not crazy, right? Like, this is supposed to be the representative democracy. Banana Republic, we're beyond a banana republic. We're into, like, tin-pot dictator, third-world stuff. This is embarrassing, said Bongino. I don't care who you are, an analyst or an upper-level manager. The next president who comes into office, they should schedule a, as many people as, as they can in the federal government and fire every single person involved in this. Everyone, the receptionist in the FBI office who took the call on this should be fired, he concluded. Uh, following the FBI raid on the former uh, president, uh, Marco Rubio said supporters of the uh, former president will be targeted next. I'm telling you the next thing you're going to see here, because it's the playbook, and that is they're going to start to begin to say, oh, these Trump supporters, these Republicans, they're very upset. They're saying we're very angry things. We think they might be a threat. We're, uh, we think they, they're radical extremists. Let's start arresting them, Rubio said on Hannity. The next step in this process is going to be the people who are supporters of Donald Trump or just conservatives complaining about this are going to begin to uh, get labeled as potential insurrectionists and are going to begin getting harassed by law enforcement, he added. That's the next step in the playbook, sadly. Uh, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich said the raid on the former president's uh, residence shows an act of desperation and defeat. What you saw last night at Mar-a-Lago was a desperation of a national machine that knows it's on the edge of being defeated and then being eliminated. And I think you see more desperation in the weeks to come, Gingrich said. Uh, Republican uh, Study Committee Chairman Jim Banks met with former President Trump at the uh, Trump National Golf Club in Bed Bedminster on Tuesday evening and said the former commander-in-chief is very upbeat and has made up his mind about 2024, a decision he'll make public in a matter of time. Banks is a Republican from Indiana, and nearly a dozen members of the House Republican Study Committee, including Reps uh, Brian Babin, Mike Kelly, Claudia Tenney, uh, Victoria Sparts, just a lot of folks uh, met with Trump at his New Jersey retreat. He didn't seem defeated in the least bit. He was very fired up, very upbeat, Banks told Fox News. Just a day after the FBI raided his home in Mar-a-Lago. By the way, did you hear the uh, judge who uh, is issued the uh, warrant uh, was uh, basically quit as a as a public servant in order to become a representative of uh, Epstein? And apparently he had posted on Facebook some pretty derogatory stuff about Trump. So <laughs> anyhow, he's corrupt too. It's just unbelievable. And apparently the uh, FBI raid uh, went into actually Melania's closet and looked at her clothes. These people are just on a fishing expedition. They're hoping to find something, anything they can use in order to uh, uh, charge Trump. They're not going to find anything. How many times have we been through this? He said we're gonna, uh, going to be like his decision. It's only a matter of time before he'll make the decision known, uh, Banks said. So... Uh, Stay tuned. I mean, Trump is upbeat, and uh, he's not phased by all this. In fact, I wonder if, in fact, he didn't anticipate it. Uh, kind of interesting. By the Rep. Representative Scott Perry, he's a Republican from Pennsylvania and an ally of former President Trump, said Tuesday the FBI confiscated his personal phone one day after the federal agents searched Trump, uh, Trump's residence in Mar-a-Lago. 
Now, uh, this morning, while traveling with my family, said Scott Perry, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone. They made no attempt to contact my lawyer, who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that's what they wished. Perry added that he is outraged, though not surprised, that the FBI, under the direction of Merrick Garland's DOJ, would seize a phone of a sitting member of Congress. He told the outlet that his phone contains info about my legislative and political activities and personal private discussions with my wife, family, constituents, and friends, adding, none of this is a government's business. He called on an unnecessary and aggressive action and blasted the FBI for the banana republic tactics. Boy, I'll tell you, if we talk about being tone deaf and using bad judgment, this this, uh, FBI and the Department of Justice is just digging a hole for themselves. One of the things that uh, they say is if, if you find yourself in a hole, quit digging, and they're digging a hole deeper and deeper. Though it's unclear why agents seized Perry's phone, the action comes three months after the House Committee on the January 6th Committee uh, Capitol riot subpoenaed uh, Perry, along with House Representative Leader Kevin McCarthy, and they, they both declined their panel request to voluntarily cooperate. It's extraordinarily rare for a congressional committee to subpoena sitting members of Congress. This whole thing is out of control. The Democrats just know they're, they, they're trying to desperately stop the loss that they're facing in November. I don't think there's anything they can do. They're simply refortifying. Even Democrats that are not loyal to Trump are beginning to feel a sense of outrage about what happened. They're simply uh, stealing the resolve of Republicans in this election. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Bob Levy, chairman of the Cato Institute. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Thank you. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Do you find yourself occasionally uh, frustrated by technology and uh, find yourself uh, hitting a brick wall? Well, the Collier Senior Center, you just heard the commercial at Golden Gate, is hosting a free technology seminar. That is on Thursday, uh, August the 11th at 10 a.m. And this is a free seminar. You don't need to register. Just show up with your... Uh, instruments and your uh, iPad or whatever it might be. And uh, if you want more information, you can call 252-4541, 252-4541. Coming up, we're going to visit with Andrew Joppa. Right now we have with us Bob Levy. Bob is the chairman of the Cato Institute and a constitutional scholar. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be with you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Tell us about the Cato Institute. We are a libertarian think tank headquartered in Washington, D.C., and devoted to private property, free markets, securing individual rights, and limited government. C-A-T-O dot O-R-G on the web. Thank you, Bob. Well, we've been talking about the last session of the Supreme Court and some of the decisions that have made. Of course, one of the big ones is abortion. Can you give us a little background on, uh, on this issue? Well, there are three cases involved in the decision. Uh, Case number one, 1973, Roe v. Wade. Uh, Justice Harry Blackman, in a 7-2 opinion, established this trimester framework. Uh, During the first trimester, no abortion restrictions. Uh, During the second trimester, reasonable regulations permitted. And during the third trimester, Abortions could be prohibited entirely, except when necessary uh, to preserve the life or health of the mother. Case number two, 19 years later, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, uh, the court reaffirmed a constitutional right to abortion, but abandoned the uh, trimester framework in favor of a fetal viability standard. So there, there was no majority opinion in that case. O'Connor and Kennedy and Souter uh, crafted the plurality holding. Stevens and Blackman agreed in part, and that um, constituted the five-person majority. And then Rehnquist, Wright, Scalia, and Thomas uh, dissented. So the fractured result was that the states could regulate pre-viability abortions, but only if the restrictions didn't impose an undue burden on the mother. 
post-viability, the abortions could be restricted or even banned, again, unless required to protect the uh, woman's health. And experts estimated that the fetus was viable after about 24 weeks. So the third case, and the one that the court just resolved, was Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Uh, law in Mississippi banned all abortions after 15 weeks, with uh, narrow exceptions for medical emergencies or severe fetal uh, abnormality. Uh, the Republican legislature in Mississippi passed that law in 2018, uh, but the Court of Appeals stopped it from going into effect. So the Supreme Court decided to review the case, and then, as you know, all hell broke loose <laughs> uh, because the draft opinion uh, was leaked. So, I mean, who leaked Alito's draft? We haven't heard anything about that for weeks now, and, and why? Well, there's no evidence that the, that a justice was involved in the leak. I think most likely it was one of the 36 law clerks who have access to these draft opinions. And there were two theories uh, predominating uh, regarding the motive. Conservatives suggested that the liberals were the culprit uh, to animate their base. I'm a bit dubious about that because the final opinion was expected in late June and actually came in late June. Mm -hmm. And that still left plenty of time to animate the base before the November election. Uh, the second theory is that conservatives leaked uh, to lock in this five-justice majority that they had because supposedly the justices would be less inclined to switch sides uh, if it appears that they were caving in to public pressure or they didn't have the courage of their... Uh, conviction. Um, my guess is we're not going to find out hmm. uh, who leaked. Uh, separate question is whether the leak is a crime. Right. Uh, if, if the leaker had access to the draft, then the leak probably was not a crime. It, w it was a gross, gross breach of ethics and certainly a breach of employment restrictions, probably a job-ending and a career-ending offense. But if the leak arose from a hacked computer or actually a stolen mm. draft, that would call for criminal charges. Again, I suspect we're not going to find out. Why do you th it seems to me that should be able to trace that back somehow, some way. Well, and in any event, uh, I would personally like to see that uh, someone brought to justice for what they've done. What are your yes. views? Agreed. Yeah, so what are your views of the protests in front of several justices' homes? Well, we had a few pro-choice uh, radicals that uh, probably trying to shape public opinion and influence uh, the justices by protesting in front of uh, the homes of uh, Alito and Barrett and Roberts and uh, Kavanaugh. Actually, Kavanaugh's life was actually threatened. And that tactic produced a counter-movement to ban the protests, uh, especially if they were intended to harass or disturb. That's the language in the uh, Florida law to ban the protests, which was signed by uh, DeSantis back in May. So as you might expect, a, any ban on the protests raises First Amendment questions. Um, so, you know, would, would a home protest be, a ban be constitutional? Uh, probably it would. 
mm-hmm. there would be a time, place, and manner restriction, and personal residences have traditionally received, you know, a higher level of protection from the court, especially protests in front of a judge's home uh, versus, say, the home of Senator Schumer, you know, because the politicians are supposed to be accountable to their constituents, but judges are supposed to be responsible for the law and not to voters. And in fact, you know, there's a, there's a federal law, it's called the Picketing or Parading uh, Act, which bars protests near a judge's residence if the intent is interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice or influencing any judge, jury, or juror, witness, or court officer. So, you know, intent is tough to prove. But I think this time around, uh, there might have been enough evidence. Again, this is now past history, so I doubt that it's going to be revisited. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, while it was going on, it seemed so unlawful to me because it because of that federal statute that uh, you cited. Uh, it, how did the court resolve the Dobbs case in Mississippi? Well, the court held uh, with Alito writing the opinion six uh, three along conservative <clears throat> liberal grounds that Roe and Planned Parenthood versus Casey are overturned. Um, the Constitution doesn't mention abortion. Uh, nor is abortion deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition. Uh, Alito pointed out that until in the latter part of the 20th century, there was no support in American law for a constitutional right to abortion and attempts to, uh, to justify that right as an aspect of personal autonomy uh, ignored, said Alito, that Abortion involves the destruction of a potential life, yeah. and that's what distinguishes abortion from certain other cases that have been high profile, like access to contraceptives or same-sex marriage or or uh, uh, gay gay sex. None of which involve a victim, but abortion might involve a victim in the form of the fetus. So the court emphasized that the Dobbs opinion concerns abortion and no other right. Nothing in the opinion, uh, wrote Alito, should be understood uh, to cast doubt on precedents, you know, like same-sex marriage that do not uh, concern abortion. Yeah, so, and of course, we've learned so much about the fetus and uh, the child in the womb, so, uh, you know, that's influenced also our thinking about that, I'm sure. So many people thought Roe was settled law. How did the court treat past precedent? Well, Alito wrote that this principle called stare decisis, that is, allegiance to past precedent, is weakest when the court's interpreting a constitution. And he said there are five factors to consider. The first is the nature of the error. And he pointed out that Roe was egregiously wrong on the day that it was decided. And I think he's correct about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, second was the quality of the reasoning. Uh, Roe had no grounding in the constitutional text or history or precedent. Uh, third was workability, and both Roe and Casey have resulted, as we know, in a long list of uh, of uh, litigation conflicts, and the lines have been impossible to draw with any kind of precision. Uh, fourth is the effect on other areas of the law. Uh, Roe had these exceptions to, and was an exception itself, to longstanding uh, rules that existed up until 1973, so there 
it really couldn't be any principled and intelligible development of the law given these these exceptions. And Roe itself uh, violated stare decisis by revising laws that had, had been deeply embedded in our nation's history. And then finally, Alito pointed out that this reliance interest, that is the extent to which people rely on the dictates of the court, uh, didn't apply as strongly here because re- reproductive planning could adjust immediately. After all, we're talking about future fetuses, not past yeah. fetuses. So it could adjust immediately to the restoration of state authority to uh, ban abortions. So interesting. Bob Levy, again, chairman of the Cato Institute, I refer you to the website, cato.org, C-A-T-O.org. Bob, really appreciate your commentary on these important issues. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you, Bob. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples' only vitality and longevity practice where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a -a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratospell Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best, building a beautiful performing arts center in downtown Naples. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Andy, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Andy. There's so much to talk about. I'm just going to give you an open-air question and uh, let you begin with what's on your mind. 
Well, the the Yankees lost in thirteen last night. No, that's not, that's not it. That's just the, <laughs> the the Red Sox lost in eleven. Of what's going on, actually? So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some good news. Uh, it's uh, retroactive good news, but the good news is Merrick Garland is not on the Supreme Court. I think we have to uh, <laughs> realize that 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 reality is something that will serve us well over the next 20 years that Gorsuch is there and Garland is not. So, right. Uh, that, that is good news. And in a way, and I'm going to make this point later, the, uh, the raid by the FBI thugs, and I'm using uh, the, the language that I think is appropriate, the raid by FBI thugs and Mar-a-Lago uh, may prove to be good news. I can't guarantee it, of course, uh, but it may prove to be good news. And uh, right now, most Americans that are of, of sound mind, uh, and I'm going to include uh, myself in that, just for the sake of the sake of argument, uh, <laughs> sort of uh, go along with Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters said uh, last night, "Why aren't more people setting their hair on fire?" And that's that's exactly the way I feel. The the anger that that act of raiding Mar-a-Lago gener- generated in me, um, and I'm you as you know, I'm I'm always involved with political issues and positions, and nothing has inflamed me more emotionally than that raid on Mar-a-Lago. So. Uh, I'm going to say that that, in a in a way, may prove to be good news. May there's certainly no guarantees, Bob. Well, I mean, I think what you're referring to the good news is this is going to this is upset. I'm sure a lot of people, even some uh, Democrats, are really dismayed by what the behavior they've seen from the intel these intelligence agencies and enforcement agencies. Uh, but it's going to play into the hands, I think, of the strength of the Republican movement of the Make America Great Again, uh, especially in the midterms coming up. So that's perhaps what you're referring to. But a, a deeper issue is what's happening to our republic. Well, it's it's happened uh, for many years now. I'm, I'm going to say the onset of that was definably the uh, eight years of the Obama administration, particularly when uh, he unleashed the, the FBI. And that was the major turning point, in my estimation, for the FBI's going going rogue, uh, describe it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we've had now about uh, 10 years, perhaps, maybe more, 12 years uh, of a uh, of the great in America. The, the question is, and I've asked this of my friends, uh, uh, just show me where America is at this point. Just point it out to me. The only thing that people can say, and I would say myself, is it's it's found within that large group of American people that still sustain the historic values of America. But if we look at institutional America in the uh, in the in the Beltway, especially, uh, America has disappeared. Uh, it's a profound question, Bob, as to whether or not it can be it can be restored. I, I'm not sure there's an a, affirmative answer that could be given to that particular challenge. Bob. Well, I just posted one of your columns on my website, and if you uh, go to correct me if I'm wrong, it's a pull down tab on the website. You'll see Andy's latest column which basically aligns uh, what's happened here with, with history, some of the things that have happened in history. And the case that you make is you know, when you have a, you know, a corrupt state with an enforcement agency like we have right now, obviously the FBI is totally attuned to the agenda of the Democrat Party and this, this administration, uh, then you've got the tools necessary to bring us down. There's, there's no doubt, and I documented that. I think to any, any fair-minded person's satisfaction that every tyranny needs a, uh, an FBI. The, the Nazis needed the Gestapo. The uh, East Germans needed the Stasi. The, uh, the Soviets needed the uh, NKBD or the KGB. Uh, these things go hand in hand. Where you find a tyranny, 
you will find something that resembles the American FBI. Uh, without that, without that enforcement arm, the FBI in America's case, uh, you cannot have a tyranny. Uh, so I make the I made the case in an earlier essay, the one just before the one you posted, Bob, uh, that we should we should give serious consideration uh, to at minimum seriously reforming the FBI or uh, in a more dramatic sense, perhaps uh, totally disbanding it. If we look at the last four uh, directors of the FBI, um, uh, Mueller, Comey, McCabe, and now Ray, uh, it's impossible to believe that the corruption has not penetrated deeply into that organization. Uh, I, I seriously doubt it can be reformed. Uh, as I was mentioning to you off air, if, uh, if the Republicans take take control of Congress in, uh, in the midterms and they want to uh, initiate investigations, how will they get it done, Bob, when the, uh, the investigatory uh, arm is so corrupted by leftist politics? Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, a question that needs an answer, but it's basically at this point, Bob, unanswerable. You know, I recall in history, if I'm not mistaken, it was Truman who wanted to, was very concerned about the uh, power that was developing in the FBI and uh, wanted to disband it at the time. Now, this goes back to the early 50s. So, uh, I mean, this is not the first time that there have been concerns about what's happening in the FBI. Uh, Truman was very concerned about about uh, J. Edgar uh, Hoover. Well, that was his, his primary concern, the focus on leadership. But in terms of uh, disbanding, he was very he, uh, Truman was very concerned about the the CIA. Ah. Uh, you know, and and their their corruption, their uh, their ability to uh, act without any uh, any control systems imposed on them. So yeah, Truman uh, made some very strong comments about the problems with the CIA and the leadership of the FBI. Uh, I also made the point in in these essays that uh, the the history of the FBI has been determined by the culture established by J. Edgar Hoover. It was a paranoid culture, a, a culture of secrecy and and devious actions. Of, of political intrigues and political pressures. This is the way J. Edgar Hoover uh, uh, created the FBI yep. and its strength, political strength especially, and that certainly has not disappeared. This this notion that we're in a rare moment of, of, of FBI departure from its historic virtue is just, I'm, I'm sorry, it's just not correct. Uh, the history of the FBI is, to a large extent, uh, not as dramatically, but it's it's what we're seeing now, Bob. Yeah. Andy, we need to take a little break right now. Can you stick around? I'll be here. Bob. All right. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. 
School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.optimaed.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. Among other things, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, vfga.org. We now continue the conversation with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Again, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Bob. So we've talked about the corruption and uh, politicalization and weaponization of uh, the CIA and the FBI. Where do we go from here, Andy? Well, we could throw the IRS into that, and I'll make some comments about that later. Before I get into some general comments I want to make that I think are somewhat in variance from the, the way the, the uh, public discussions are going, uh, Paul Krugman, the New York Times economist, I mean, this is a, a fellow that if I was teaching a freshman class in economics, I'd fail him, uh, but he described <laughs> the uh, Inflation Reduction Bill uh, as being the, I believe he positioned it as a headline of, uh, uh, the Democrats are saving civilization which is just just an amazing commentary. Uh, he focuses on the $400 billion that are dedicated to the, uh, the environmental issues. Uh, and within that, uh, Krugman is uh, going into the, uh, the, the doomsday people and indicating that that will be the, the major step forward in saving civilization as the United States, therefore, influences the rest of the world to go in the right directions. And, and you, you know the rhetoric that follows these type of discussions. Sure. Uh, in the meantime, America is going to be hit very, very hard, I believe, uh, in some of these uh, these uh, uh, these carbon dioxide reduction programs. Uh, I think we're going to spend a lot of useless money on a lot of alternative and renewable energy sources. But again, I just wanted to make sure that, that Krugman's ridiculous uh, comment uh, gets gets some exposure here, Bob. Well, let's uh, let's face uh, it. I mean, uh, AOC says the uh, life as we know it is going to end in 12 years. <laughs> well, I think it's 10 now. Is it 10? It's down to 10. <laughs> Oh no! So I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hoping for a shorter lifespan because I don't want to live through that horror that she's predicting for us. I mean, so the, the good, this one of the few good things about age, you realize you may not have to endure the problem. That's, uh, I can't think of anything other than that, by the way, Bob. But that, that is a true thing. I, I some general comments um, that are, a few will be in variance from the, the general viewpoint. Uh, the DOJ and the FBI are all almost always referred to as independent agencies. This is nonsense. They are not independent agencies. Both of them uh, work under the auspice and through the power of the executive branch. Yeah. As an example, 
Christopher Ray and his Senate testimony uh, indicated he could not discuss certain situations because they were ongoing uh, uh, legal cases that could not be discussed. Nonsense. Uh, Joe Biden can walk up to Christopher Ray and tell him to do it. He, he is not independent in that sense. Right. Now, the, the, the positive thing is obviously they should not be politicized. That's obviously happening right now. But in terms of the, these agencies being independent, if they were independent, they would in fact become branches of government. They would, and there's only three independent uh, units of government. That would be the Congress, the executive, and the Supreme Court. Everything else is a dependent uh, agency of the government, Bob. Right, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the smug response from Christopher Ray, like that's an ongoing investigation, I can't comment. I like to hell I'd just like to have Congress say, you know, you politicize this entire thing. You will comment. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. And, you know, he would still refuse. But again, the president could demand and require that he that he that he uh, that he answer. Right. Uh, so uh, this 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 cop out, if I might, that uh, they, they use consistently that it can't be discussed. When we're talking about an act that is that has been described as Joe Biden's Fort Sumter, an act that is is, is tantamount to uh, to creating a potential. And I'm not advocating or predicting, obviously, but an act that could create a civil war uh, is it is of that enormity of that kind of divisiveness. Uh, and the the uh, the authoring agent of this is not willing to. Uh, to discuss it uh, in front of the Senate, that's 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 outrageous. It outrageous. Is. We also can look at the the fact that many claim, well, this is a, a legal warrant because it was signed off on by a judge. To a judge who would not have signed off on it. none. They brought it to Bruce Reinhardt. They knew Bruce Reinhardt would sign off on it. It's very similar to the old saying about you know a, a DA could indict a ham sandwich. And the FBI can get a warrant signed by, by a judge for any purpose because they know the judges to go to. And they knew Bruce, Bruce Reinhardt, Bruce Reinhardt would be a willing signatory to that. Absolutely. Um, and I'm sorry, anything you want to say? No, I just I said absolutely. I mean, he quit his job in the public sector in order to be uh, work for uh, Epstein and uh, ended up being reappointed again, I think it was by Clinton, irrespective. I mean, the, the guy is clearly corrupt. He's, uh, you know, he, he's in his Facebook page in 2017, he was making uh, uh, disparaging comments about Trump. I, I really don't even know how a magistrate judge can sign off. It's, it's, to me, such a high-level action against the uh, former president of the United States that for a local magistrate judge, to be able to sign off on this just uh, just seems inherently uh, inappropriate. Right. Uh, let me just uh, deal with uh, some of the comments being made by by Mark Elias, who is a, uh, a a Democrat hitman. He was very much involved with the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, he he uh, authored the Fusion GPS process. Uh, what Mark Elias has said is that the intent of this raid on Mar-a-Lago was so that the Presidential Records Act could be uh, enforced against ex-President Trump. It says in that act, Bob, that uh, anyone who violates the act shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the U.S., the United States government. Uh, if they can invoke that mm -hmm. and keep that potential active, even though it can never be fulfilled because it's totally unconstitutional, a question remains, will the GOP nominate someone who, in fact, might potentially 
be disqualified from even holding the office. I, I think, and this is what Mark Elias and is a strong voice in the, the left. Uh, I think that is what this is about. This raid on Mar-a-Lago yep. is to try to invoke the Presidential Records Act. They don't believe they have any chance of it leading to a, a conviction because it's unconstitutional. Uh, but on the other hand, if that is an open issue in the next couple of years, and it may, it may be that, uh, then this may be a problem for the GOP in nominating a, a, a candidate who might, in fact, be disqualified. By oh, well, I think it's an interesting point, but I think there isn't enough time right now that it would be swiftly moved through the court system, even up to the Supreme Court. So, uh, quite frankly, I think you know, my view of this entire raid was that they're just uh, fishing. They're just looking for anything they can use in order to find the evidence to uh, keep him from becoming president. Yeah, I'm I'm really amazed at how blatant and and, and boldface this this was. It's just it's an amazing act to to perform. Uh, when I first heard about it, I, uh, I I thought it was a Babylon B type of thing. It was <laughs> yeah. so outrageous that true. Uh, to in fact uh, do this type of thing. First time certainly in American history where a where a ex president or president's home has been raided uh, with no no. Uh, no specific focus for the for the raid. They go in there. They spend nine hours with over two dozen FBI agents. Uh, they they dismiss all of the Trump lawyers on site. Get get them out of the environment. They walk out with ten to fifteen boxes of of material of of unknown reality. They don't read it. Uh, there's no way of saying uh, that uh, this will uh, not be contaminated by things that they insert there. They. They certainly proved their ability to lie and distort and corrupt. Uh, so this is a uh, this is a serious issue. We don't know how it'll unfold. Uh, Bernie Kerik, and uh, this is again, uh, this is not something I'm predicting or saying. But Bernie Kerik, ex-police, the commissioner of New York City, uh, indicated that with the willingness of the left to engage in these type of outrageous acts, that President Trump should go uh, be on extra guard for the very safety of his life. Now, that sounds like an inflammatory, outrageous comment, but I think with uh, when we're looking at the degree uh, of, of, uh, of indiscretion that is being invoked by the left, I, I think there's very few things that can be taken off the table at this point. Well, I think that's right. And he, well, I think it, it, the context was he basically said they, all their bullets are used at this point except for assassination. So uh, I think you're absolutely Andy, we need to take just one more break. Can you stick around? I'll certainly be here. All right. We're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. We now continue the conversation with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Again, Andy, thank you so much for your commentary. Always good to be with you, Bob. Thank you, Andy. So uh, part of this Inflation Reduction Act, which is, you know, this looks like a Hail Mary of all these things that the uh, left wants to pull off, expanding, doubling the size of the IRS. I mean, are you kidding? This sounds so just, threatening. Just, just amazing, Bob. This is, I think the, uh, the act will add immediately $500 billion to the national debt, and, the, and that's at, at minimum. Before I move away from Mar-a-Lago, let me just make one, one additional point about that. The, uh, the, the FBI um, the agent who is uh, authoring this raid on Mar-a-Lago uh, is the same uh, agent that ran the uh, Detroit office during the Whitmer yeah. uh, entrapment process. Yeah. He then was transferred, uh, promoted essentially to Washington, D.C., where he heads the the January 6th probe. And now this same Stephen DeAnantiano, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, obviously, uh, has initiated the raid on, on Mar-a-Lago. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing when uh, this kind of recognized uh, illegality that was performed in Michigan gets rewarded in Washington and then expanded into the Mar-a-Lago raid. So I just wanted to mention yeah, that. Thanks for bringing that up, the, Andy. Yeah, Bob, I'm sorry. No, no, thanks for bringing that up. That's absolutely, you know, not only uh, running a bungled uh, operation, but number two, getting promoted for it. That's exactly what happened. Which I think is very indicative of the reality of the uh, uh, of the FBI. And that, uh, you know, I keep hearing that it's only at the leadership level. I am firmly convinced and I have not yet heard a, a whistleblower, active whistleblower in the FBI coming forward. Uh, it seems like it, it's uh, it's not just uh, skin deep. It goes right to the bone in the FBI. Right. Uh, in terms of the FD, uh, the IRS issue, I, you know, it's uh, I don't want to overreact to it, but the potentials are there. We can mm -hmm. we can see the addition of, of 80,000 or 87,000, depending upon who we're reading, uh, new uh, F, uh, IRS agents. Um, I wonder who they'll be. I know one thing, they're going to be woke. Every single one of them will be woke. It'll add 80,000 new names to the, the Democrat, uh, Democrat contributors. How trained will these people be? I mean, who are they going to get in there? 80,000 people. How well would they be trained to actually audit uh, American taxpayers? They say it will not affect taxpayers under 
uh, under $75,000 at all. If we look at the, the current audit situation, 40% of the audits are done on people under 75,000. Uh, so it's impossible to believe that you add 80,000 agents merely to hit the billionaires and the uh, the, the corporate areas, when you're talking 80,000, uh, and these are going to be untrained people who are uh, political leftists, I guarantee that. Right. It hasn't happened yet, but I'll guarantee it. These are going to be uh, field enforcement thugs of the IRS. And there's been a long, active working relationship between the IRS and the FBI. And that goes back uh, at least to Lois Lerner. We, we could point out that cooperative effort that existed at that point, Bob. Absolutely, Andy. And how about the fact that they're all going to be very well armed with lots of uh, guns as well as uh, ammo? Can you believe that they, they actually have a huge stash of uh, weapons in the IRS? Almost 5,000 weapons, including automatic weaponry, shotguns, 5 million rounds of ammunition. I, I, I just do not understand that. Uh, if there's one thing that should be immediately done, it's the uh, disarming of the, the federal bureaucracies. If they need police support in terms of any of their active uh, actions, then invoke or call in a specific police units. Uh, for these organizations to become uh, almost militarized, and not, forget almost, they have become militarized, and it's not just the IRS, and I think you hinted at that, uh, they, these are, uh, this uh, arming uh is widespread across the entire federal federal bureaucracy. Right now, I mean, they're they're pointing out this is a very innocuous uh, process of just trying to give more information to the American taxpayers. Right now, we know that 25% of all calls uh, to the F to the IRS are answered erroneously. Right, the, the answers given are wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, almost 80% of the calls are never answered at all. So, I mean, this is a, a, a huge problem. Are these untrained 80,000 going to be able to supply a, a, a legitimate articulation of the 60 yards, Bob, of IRS regulations? Yeah. No, the answer is no. Of course not. And, it, when it, and here's the thing. President Donald Trump was talked about overhauling the administrative state on the, at the CPAC conference. He talked about removing rogue bureaucrats and rooting out the deep state this time, I think he really means it, and I hope he has a plan in place. But the one hope that I have is it's going to take a while to hire all these agents, train them, and do that type of thing. My hope is by the time that we get the new Congress in place and at the midterms and get the new president in place, we'll be able to negate some of this nonsense before it's implemented. Well, I'm, I'm relatively optimistic on this one. Uh, in a unionized environment like the IRS, it's, it's very hard to... Uh, uh, coax it into into legality unless it wants to go there on its own. Uh, but your 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 optimism, I think, is is well founded. This is going to be a uh, a long term process to get those uh, get those people trained into the field. Uh, but even then, I, I think we're talking about a, a potential serious situation when there's now like 170,000 IRS people. Many of them will be armed and well supplied with ammunition. That is a a threat that should not exist in the American Republic. Well, and of course, just to, about everything that happens right now, everybody's wondering about the uh, the underbelly of the uh, uh, and the purpose of what's going on. Because now, again, we're going back to this, what we started with. We're becoming a banana republic, and it looks like that this administration is going to do whatever it can to, in order to preserve power and keep power. And that goes along with the the cronies in the Senate and the uh, and the Democrats in the House as well. 
Well, there's no doubt about that. And for those people that don't seem to be showing any concern about the legality of elections, uh, they keep faulting President Trump for a challenging 2020. And Trump was not doing that to, uh, to satisfy his own ego. He recognized that the type of illegality that was displayed in 2020, if unchecked, if unchallenged, would corrupt all future elections. So I am concerned about the midterms, and certainly I'm very concerned about uh, the 2024 uh, presidential election, uh, particularly if Donald Trump uh, gets the nomination, and I hope that's the case, Bob. Andy, your commentary is always right on. I just genuinely appreciate your preparation and also your delivery. Everything that you're saying, I think, has been very, very helpful to us. Uh, again, Andy Joppa, author of Josephus of Oz, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thanks for those comments, Bob. My pleasure indeed. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance, uh, Michael Cannon, who's the director of health policy study at the Cato Institute, Seton Monley, the president and founder of Less Government, and the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Always appreciate his comments on what's happening. Send me an email uh, about uh, any if you uh, like the show or you have any comments, bobharden at hotmail.com. Even if you don't like the show, let me know. And uh, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Uh, we want to expand the audience and really support our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.